0: 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network. Hands and Scotty. Kicking off your one o'clock hour. Hey, remember, Ken Pomeroy is going to be with us for the entire two o'clock hour in studio. So we can uh, chat a little college basketball with him. You got questions for Kurt and a lot of them rolling in. So, f- or excuse me, for uh, Ken. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us via Twitter at ScottyGZone or at uh, Zone Sports Network. And we'd love to uh, get any questions you have for Ken Pomeroy on your team. And, uh, and then uh, you can ask if your team has a chance to get in the NCAA tournament. And then Ken Pomeroy can uh, dash your dreams and tell you how, how uh, ridiculous you are for thinking your team has a chance. All right, joining us now on the Sprint special guest line, uh, one of our favorites, Kurt Heelan, kind enough to join us. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well. How's it going?
0: Doing well. All right, so a lot to break down. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Jazz. They continue to win. I know the Pacers were on a back-to-back in that game against uh, the Jazz, and they played in Denver one night, played in Salt Lake City the next night, but the Jazz rolling by 30. How impressed were you with that performance?
1: You know, they've had a couple really nice games in a row, right? I mean, it's... it's, Mike Conley comes back off the bench, and that just seems to add to the the flow with them. I, I... there's just a lot to like with how they're playing right now. I mean, not just over the last couple of games, but over the last while. They have really seemed to have found their identity again and get to, I mean, again, they kind of did it against the soft part of the schedule, but you got to beat who's in front of you, and sometimes that's when you can get rolling and challenge against the better teams, and that's what's coming up. And it, like I said, they've looked good so far. So, I mean, we've got them. Our power rankings come out in a little bit. We've got them all the way up to second now.
0: Wow. Uh, is this a team that we can talk about as being a, a team that could contend for a western conference title
1: I, I think they're a threat i look it the lakers and the clippers especially since i don't think either of them are fully finished yet we'll see what those what those rosters look like when once we get past the trade deadline and the buyout season um and they're going to be tough to get by the clippers really i mean we just haven't seen the lakers have the best you know best record in the west and, and they got that lebron james guy he's he's, he's, he's pretty he's good he's all right yeah um Yeah, they're going to be doing okay there. And then the Clippers, you know, as good as they've been, we haven't even seen them fully formed. They've only had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together for 18 games, and they're 14 and four in those. And even in those games, they didn't have their full bench complement, so they really haven't come together in the right, you know, in a complete way yet. That said, I think that this is the. I've always thought the Jazz were the one team with the roster, with the defense, with the shooting, with the kind of depth of, of The depth of players and the ability to beat you different ways that could come together and challenge them, and they're finally starting to play like that team. It was obviously disappointing for a lot of people early in the season. They did not look like that team. They do now.
0: You know, it's been interesting watching, and, and I and I thought, and I kind of prepared people like, "Hey, Mike Conley gets back in the lineup. You might take a step back because you know guys are trying to figure out some new roles and and, and things like that." But so far, it's been pretty seamless. However, Mike's been coming off the bench. Do you anticipate there might be a step backwards as you try to work him back in the starting lineup?
1: I, and I'm curious if they're going to do that. Uh, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where you've got to have a conversation with Mike. About how comfortable he is with this role, because this starting group is really clicking. The yeah. starting group is putting up phenomenal numbers on both, and especially locking teams down defensively. But that's a lot of money, and you're asking a guy who's—I um, mean, like Conley, up until this season in the injuries—was a, a guy in the you know in the discussion for an All-Star berth. He never got one, but like he's that level of player. Now you're going to ask him to come off the bench? Not how's that going to? Chemistry is going to matter a lot there, and if if you do put him in the starting lineup, I think there's absolutely an adjustment. Only because now you you know, the ball's not in in Donovan Mitchell's hands as much, right? Like it, some of that stuff is just changing around, and it becomes it becomes an adjustment. He fits in really well with that second unit, and you can start to up his minutes. You might even have him close games, but I I think there's just a lot of um, there's there's still a lot of questions to answer.
0: Yeah, this Jazz starting lineup over the last, uh, you know, last, I think, 15, 20 games is number one in the league in plus minus. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it has just been phenomenal. Uh, to, I want you know, look, we every time we talk, it seems like it's the Rudy Gobert appreciation moment, but this guy has been so good and he's now becoming an offensive threat as well. I can't imagine, Kurt, he's left out of the All-Star game again.
1: Uh, I would like to think that. I, I really would. I just I also know how deep the West is yeah. and that even in the West, you're going to go up against, uh, you know, look, I think we can safely say Jokic will make the team. I don't know that he even starts though. Um, I, I got a feeling that the five that the, uh, the voters have in as the starters, which means a front court of, of LeBron, Anthony Davis, and uh, Kawhi Leonard probably starts. Jokic gets one of those spots and it comes down, you know, look, I would like to give it to Gobert. Towns is going to be in the mix. He's missed a lot of time. He's also been really impressive um, on offense, really impressive on offense when he has, when he, when he has been playing. So it's, it's going to be a—I don't envy the voters for the coaches in the West because it's, it's really tough. It's a really deep group, and whatever they do, they're going to end up leaving off some quality players. I hope yeah. it's not Gobert. I think he deserves to be there, but somebody good's going to be left off the list.
0: Let's look at your guard line. If you had to choose between and, and again, don't pretend you're not in Salt Lake City right now. And people will try to find your address <laughs> online or anything like that. But if if you if you had to choose between Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell, uh, where would you go?
1: I personally would go with Donovan because I think he's le- he's led to more winning. But I think in the case of Donovan puts up numbers and Donovan does, you can make a really good case for Donovan, right? I mean, like he's yeah. he's he's, he's He's really taken a step forward this year. On even if the team hasn't, I don't know that that's really on him so much as uh, I guess the team's taken a little bit of a step forward, but that's not on him so much as I mean, DeAndre Ayton was out for long stretches of time, and I don't really love how you know Ricky Rubio missed time for them. So, um, and and he's kind of a settling force that they need to have. So, I'm I'm just yeah. I mean, I would take Donovan personally because I think he's he's a more rounded player and contributed to winning. But I'm curious where where the coaches are going to go with that because it's going to be really close between the two of them and a couple other guards probably in that mix yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, Kurt Eland, <laughs> kind enough to join us from ProBasketballTalk.com and NBC Sports is the Jazz in action against the uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, you know, if I were Golden State, by the way, I'd just, I'd just sit Steph Curry the rest of the year. But seemingly it seems like he wants to come back. Yeah,
1: they're looking at March. I think that they're going to try to get him back and just – they won't play him a ton, but get some of the, shake some of the rust off and let him play. And, um, uh, they might even, we'll see where Clay is. I wouldn't be shocked if, if he gets the, um, obligatory eight games at the end of the season type of thing. Um, honestly, partially depending on where they are in the, I mean, the lottery odds now are so flat that it changes things a little bit. But if they're, Going to have one of those top picks, then as long as they're not messing that up, I think they'll bring the guys back a little bit and let them play. Um, I think they'd like to shake some rust off and get them some momentum going into the into the summer. But when, at this point, they're they're targeting next year, and part of what they're targeting is getting a top five draft pick, and either using that pick on a player that they you know a player that they like. But if you're the Warriors and you're a win now team. Are you thinking, hey, what can I trade that for?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, you've you, you got to think, like, I, maybe you like James Wiseman or Anthony Cole or your, you know or whoever it is, like Anthony Edwards or Cole or Lamella, whatever. You, maybe you like one of those guys, but do you like him enough? <laughs> because he's still a rookie. There's still going to be limits to what they're going to be able to contribute, um, even at a position of need for you. Like, they, they will need big men, and maybe Wiseman fits what they want to do in some ways. But do they want to develop him and bring him along versus trading that pick for a lesser, a guy with a lower ceiling, but who's 26 and can actually help them right now? Because I mean, when they come back next year, their windows back, you know, they're, they're back in the window. Oh, yeah, that window's open again, and they're and they're trying to win. So I, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that.
0: You know, uh, I know it's a little bit out on left field, and you don't have to talk about players specifically, but as a whole, what are and, and I know it's obviously way early, but is there a general opinion on how strong this upcoming draft is?
1: It is. There's a lot of players. They think. Let's put it this way. There's. There's no consensus number one. There is no Zion out there, right? There's yeah. no that guy. This guy. But more than that, there isn't a. There isn't a love. There isn't a sense that there is a franchise guy in this mix. That you're going to get a good. Hey, look, if you get a top five pick, you're going to get a good player. Um, the guys, you know, Cole and and Effie Edwards and uh, these guys I mentioned, and maybe about, uh, certainly uh, Wiseman. There's going to be. They should be good NBA players, but there isn't a franchise guy in there. Probably this is more like a draft where the franchise guy may end up being somebody like Donovan Mitchell, where it's like you didn't—I don't know if everybody saw that coming out, you know, coming out of college and he's down the draft, and maybe somebody who gets drafted in the teens pops up. Um, But there's—I was at the summer um, at the G League showcase, I could say right before Christmas, and there was a lot of moaning about like just. Nobody really loves this draft. Yeah. Nobody really loves – there's good players there, but there's. this is the kind of draft where you don't necessarily want that number one pick because that that one or two pick comes with outsized expectations and outsized money for potentially the player you're getting.
0: Kurt Heelan joining us from ProBasketballTalk.com and NBC Sports. Uh, you talk about uh, Zion. He uh, gets back in the lineup, seems like uh it'll be interesting to yeah. see how he handles himself in an NBA regular season game uh what should we expect because I'm, I'm sure the uh, worldwide leader right now is expecting you know non-stop coverage and uh 30 points and 15 rebounds what are you thinking
1: I, I'm thinking we're gonna see dunks
0: yeah that's fair
1: <laughs> I see. Like, like you know what I, I like how he fit with them in in preseason in the sense that Look, they've got playmakers. Uh, Brandon Ingram is a decent playmaker who's really—I talk about a guy who stepped up into a potential All-Star type of role this year. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Uh, really, really improved his game and his jump shot. He can knock down now, which wasn't there a year ago. Uh, but they've got—I mean, Lonzo Ball can create, and Drew Holiday can create. and They got JJ Redick, and they got shooters. Um, Derek Favors helped turn them around. A, because he's a kind of good defensive anchor for them and just a solid, you know, you guys know, Derek Favors just solid, right? Like oh, he's yeah. just going to get quality out of him. But he also gave them a threat. Like, when he rolled, you better go. Uh, you better kind of watch him. Well, Zion's that, like, times 10, right? Like, Zion's rolling to the rim, you better go hard. So I think that the way he attacks the rim creates a little more opening and space for other guys and the way, you know, he lets Lonzo get out and transition where he plays better, so... I really think it should fit in really well. And that's another team where they were, I mean, yes, they're 17 and 27, but they've won 11 of their last 16. They've played better of late. They get this back, and they're one of those teams where everybody's like, maybe they'll trade Derek Favors. Maybe they'll trade, um, J.J. Redick's name came up, uh, Drew Holiday's name came up, and they've, they're not doing that. They're, they're going to wait and see what this looks like. And if they can make a playoff push, they want that spot. They would like to get in the eighth seed even if that means just getting slaughtered by the Lakers in the first round to start getting these young guys experience.
0: But, you know, I, I think you bring up a really good point, too, because I think you you look at how that team's playing and you look at Zion coming back, I, I don't think the eighth seed is out of the realm of possibility for them at all. Oh, no.
1: They're only three and a half games out. It's kind of interesting just because Memphis is in that spot now with Ja Morant kind of just <laughs> taking over and carrying it. Our, he will be the rookie of the year. There's nothing nothing Zion's going to do. will take that away from the way Ja's played this season and, and that said, I really like that team. But then again, I think man, Portland could put together a run. Yeah. And I keep waiting for Sacramento to not be terrible, but that just hasn't happened yet. They've lost six in a row, and they're finally playing faster, but they're not playing better. So I, but there's a couple teams there where I just keep thinking they could put even. You know what's going to happen, right? We're like, oh, they could make a run. They could make a run. the Spurs are going to get this thing. Right? Yeah, get okay. like the Spurs. Are just, the Spurs, are just hey, going to Spurs you, their way into that eight seed.
0: Yeah, you bring up a really good point. Hey, you know, you you bring up Portland too. Is it just Nurkic being out? I mean, it just seems weird that they're that they're not better.
1: Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I think it's it. Look, it starts with Nurkic. That's I think the biggest part of it. He was so key for them as a. Just on offense, he sets as good a pick as there is in the league. I mean, Gobert is right there. We could go through a list of a couple other guys. Like Nurkic sets a really good pick, rolls hard, could shoot a little bit from the outside. Then they started using him almost like Draymond in a sense where they did that short roll and they'd get him the ball quickly at the elbow and he was such a good passer or at the nail and such a good passer, he could start to find other guys in the corner or do whatever and everything kind of opened up for them. Plus, he's a big body defensively in the paint. And they replaced him with Hassan Whiteside, and you know, Hassan Whiteside met at the worst picks of any big man in the league. Like, it, but it, more than just that, it's just he doesn't have that. I mean, he blocks shots, puts up numbers, but they're just they feel like empty calories. They're never quite right, and so I'm yeah, I'm I I think that it's mostly that. But they've also just not they they don't have quite the depth, and they haven't meshed um, quite as well in the wing. They just. They got rid of a little depth and it everything kind of went wrong for them. And now, you know, they look CJ's missed some time too. But that still it still feels like a team where I mean there's half a season left. And you're like, Aren't they just gonna put a roll together? And they can't finish below five hundred, yeah. can
0: they? I, I, I would have you know, like like the other night, you know, Damien goes for sixty one, everybody's like, Oh, it's great, it's awesome, yeah. how much money was that? And then you're like, It was against Golden State. They needed overtime to beat Golden State.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, a, a terrible defensive team and they needed a lot of help to do that. So it's been kind of like that all year. Lillard's been as good as advertised as always, and I think I think sometimes we take him for granted, don't we? Yeah, like, oh yeah. You know, especially especially I think on the East Coast where they just they don't you know Portland's not on national TV that much, and people don't see. not only good, I mean, I like like you know, I mean, fourth and sixth the last two years in MVP voting, all NBA level player, but beyond that, he's just like one of the most entertaining players in the league to watch he's just like it is fun to watch Damian lillard play basketball and we kind of forget about it we just kind of because he's just where he is i think a lot too many people just kind of sleep on him and then he does something like that on national television like oh yeah that's right damien's really good yeah
0: hey uh always a pleasure thanks for joining us uh let's do it again next week and uh enjoy the games coming up
1: i will take care take care
0: you love it i uh, love it kurt elan right here on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network